Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This week, it's an episode of four segments. It's a few things that have been on my mind that I've been loving. So first segment, we're going to talk about the latest beauty pages in British Vogue's June issue. It's the one with Miley Cyrus on the cover. I actually love that shoot as well. I'm also going to be talking about Lana Del Rey's new video, which I had to go and make a TikTok about because I loved what the makeup artist and the team in general did with that shoot. And I've got some quotes for you from the makeup artist. I also want to share my thoughts on the new Byredo palette, which I went out and bought and I absolutely love it. And the final segment is all about summer scents. I'm going to sit down with my friend and former guest and beauty expert, Rachel Todd. Oh, and she's also a makeup artist. But lately she's been producing these brilliant TikToks that are all about her essentials from Liberty London. So we're going to sit down together and Rachel's going to talk me through her top signature summer scents. And also, how do you define your signature scent when it comes to summer? So hold on for that. I'll leave timestamps for you if you want to skip to any one of these segments. So let's get into it. So as I mentioned there, I wanted to share my thoughts on the beauty section in the latest issue of British Vogue. I don't know why I cannot say British. Um, (laughs) So I've made all my little markers as, you know, I wanted to be as organized as possible. But I have to say, I do love the shoot with Miley Cyrus. I love the makeup. I'm just going to check who did it actually, because I know... She often works with James Caliardos, who I did an entire special on, gosh, quite a few months now. I'll have to say this issue of Vogue also inspired me to spend money. I went and bought the new Estee Lauder bronze goddess, Lo de Lumiere. If you're an OG member of the beauty community, you will know that these Estee Lauder bronze goddess collections, they release them every summer. I think it used to only be every summer, but now you can buy it any time of the year, but they always bring like a new slant to it, whether it's different packaging, a different scent. So I bought this one. As soon as I saw it had coconut in it, I was like, let me try. So yeah, the cover looks, it's photographed by Stephen Mizell, one of the greats and makeup. I should have known it's Pat McGrath. So yeah, definitely check this issue out. I'm talking particularly about the beauty section here. So I'm just going to flick to the first page of it. Compared to the usual issues, there's quite a lot of wedding content in this issue of British Vogue. So the beauty section starts with something called In Full Glow. Say I do to a flawless picture perfect complexion on your big day. And it's so funny because that actually sounds like it could have come from Vogue from like 50 years ago. Vogue has come on leaps and bounds. Well, the British one has We won't talk so much about the US one. I think Anna's getting a lot of criticism lately. Um, This is a slight segue here, but Tina Turner died last week and so many people were just like, hang on, why did she never have a US Vogue cover? And I actually found out she only ever had one Vogue cover and that was Vogue Germany. And that was when she was 73 years old. So 10 years ago, she passed away at 83 and I was just like, that's that's a real letdown, like 73 getting your 
your first Vogue cover and you're like one of the most internationally known voices in the world. But anyway, back to British Vogue, Edward and the team have been doing such a great job. And this first page of beauty, as I said, it's all about the bride. And I do actually love, it's a shame they didn't actually say what color it is. There's an Estee Lauder pure color creme lipstick and it's the perfect coral but they just haven't said what the color is, which is a shame, but it's a really gorgeous coral. I guess it would be great for a bride on her so-called big day. Coral is definitely a color that every skin tone can wear. I just think it's about finding the right one. Elsewhere on this page, it's just products. There's the Tatcha Liquid Silk Canvas Foundation, Sisley Paris Ecological Compound Advanced Formula, which looks like a really nice serum for day and night there's charlotte tilbury's champagne glow hollywood highlighter decorte moisture liposome mask and i do know that brand but this is like a sheet mask and yeah that's it for that page there's also mention of dr barbara sturm she's hugely well known in the skincare industry and on Mount Street in London, she is offering her signature Sturm Glow Facial, which promises to deliver hydration, soothe irritation and improve overall skin health. So obviously Vogue's telling you this would be a great kind of treatment ahead of your wedding day. There's also a beautiful picture of a dark skinned black woman with a curly short afro. And I do like the fact that It's just nice to see brides of different skin tones in a magazine, you know, because all people of all skin tones get married. They have that big day. So it's a really beautiful image. So I'm going to flick to the main beauty section. And we also have a black model heading up the section of beauty and wellness. Gorgeous image. She's wearing a really silvery eyeshadow that's just popping. And her eyebrows are just pencil like a black pencil just a extremely thin line gorgeous really gorgeous image to really gorgeous image to kick off a beauty segment you know what I mean I feel often beauty can be quite in magazines it's very safe and I mean I say magazines I'm talking print I think the whole industry is really going through a tough time right now so what Edward is doing with British Vogue is very important to see if it's going to be one of the titles that lasts. So the first page of this section is a gorgeous, gorgeous nail art image. It's like a starry night. It's like these blues with an iridescent pink. It's really sparkly and it's very pointed. The, The actual image is, they've given it a title, Points of Attraction. I'm just going to see if I can see who the nails are by. It's Leah... Leah Zotova on the nails and it's it's gorgeous so again we've got another beauty page and it's just so many gorgeous colors I have to say I really like this page we've got an eye top left that is again almost like the Milky Way kind of colors like deep blues iridescent shades a little bit of pink a little bit of silver and there's also an iridescent lip on here that's got you can really see the contouring on it. It's like, think of like a metallic sunset. So like oranges and browns and a little bit of gold and the model's lips are really contoured. And basically it's saying that on the lips, 
when it came to the spring summer shows, it was all about what they call gilded pouts. So shimmering gold. And there's a quote here from Isamaya French who did the makeup for Junior Watanabe. And she says, because of their reflectivity, metallics add a lot of depth on the face. They're also highly pigmented, which helps intensify any look. And that's actually a really good way of describing that Byredo palette that I mentioned. I'm definitely going to go into detail about that in a bit. But that palette is packed with gorgeous shimmering looks. And I think I think I'm going to make myself make that the only eyeshadow product that I take with me to London for Beyonce because tomorrow I'm recording this early because I'm going to London tomorrow to see Beyonce tomorrow night and I'm staying in London all day Wednesday as well so I think I'm going to make myself only take this one palette it makes sense it makes sense so definitely lots of shimmering highly pigmented colors in there and in this story Isamaya says If you are going to add these shimmers, it's best to keep it to one part of the face and keep the rest of the face fresh and modern, which, yeah, I guess you can do that if you want. Otherwise, just wear metallics all over your face. It's it's, makeup has become so much about self-expression. And I feel that that's the reason why finally beauty is catching up with fashion when it comes to the respect that it gets. I mean, for financial reasons, but from advertisers, I keep reading about like YouTube investing more in its fashion and beauty creators. And I'm guessing that might soon pass along to TikTok because beauty is the thing that many of us are more likely to spend on than say fashion. I'm not saying beauty is without criticism because we're still producing a lot of products, but yeah, I just think beauty's always been more accessible when it comes to your finances and, you know, your body shape doesn't affect what you put on your face. Elsewhere on this page, there is actually a little Byredo palette. That's um, the five colors in states of emotions and that's £58. So I'm actually starting to think that my 90 something pound palette with 18 colors in it is a huge bargain. So again, that's another makeup artist, Val Garland. She's talking about metallics and how they bring multi-dimension to your face and you can add luminosity. Luminosity is another term for, you know, like the shimmer, the dewy look, the glow that many of us have been doing since the pandemic. I think we all just got switched on to glowy skin. And I think what I like about adding glow with makeup is that if you're someone like me who can be a little bit oily and you prefer your base to be more matte, metallics are just a really good way to add some light back in. There's also a Victoria Beckham product on here. I've only tried her lip products so far. I think I need to get into the eyes. It looks really lovely. It kind of looks like those Laura Mercier caviar sticks. It's an eyewear eyeshadow stick in oyster, which is like this beautiful silvery tone. And there's also a MAC Cosmetics Dazzle Shadow on here. Again, they haven't given the actual color, which is a little bit annoying, but it's a beautiful color. I've got one of these Dazzle Dazzle Shadow products and, oh, it's just so lovely how it makes the eye come to life. It's just like this almost wet look shimmering product. And on this page, they've got it in this gorgeous shimmering pink. I wish they would tell us the color. 
If anybody at Vogue is listening, please do consider adding the colors to all of your product listings because I've noticed on this page, there are some other products such as Dior Addict Lip Maximizer that's been listed as being the color holographic pink. And I'm only saying this because I'm a journalist and when I am... When I finish up projects for, say, like an in-store magazine, sometimes my clients will be like, hey, Sharice, you listed colors for this, but you didn't for this. Or you made the price for this in pounds, but over here you've got euros. So just a little bit of consistency. You know, it's those little things that matter because especially to advertisers, like I know the Dior Addict Lip Maximizer is in holographic pink. And if you're someone like me, you're going to go straight to Google that product. You're going to find it in holographic pink. I actually own that, by the way, and it is gorgeous. Um, whereas when it comes to the MAC Cosmetics Dazzle Shadow, I don't know what color it is. So on my part, the consumer, I have to do a little bit of extra legwork. I know it's not a lot, but yeah. Anyway, I'm going off topic there. But back to this page. There's also on this page a Shantakai product. It's a lipstick called Lip Crystal in Carnelian, which is a beautiful pink-based ruby kind of color. And there's also a nail polish section. There's a color violet manganese from Hermes. And there's a Chanel product in Claire de Lune, which is like this beautiful gold tone. In the nail section, they mentioned things such as Mermaid Core Glimmer, which I guess that alludes to the first image I described to you earlier, like the iridescent pink and blues. Obviously, I think The Little Mermaid came out this weekend in the UK, so expect to see lots of turquoises, blues. I I really need to see it myself because I heard that Halle Bailey did a really, really good job. Just to go back to this whole metallic theme, though, Val Garland also says what Isamaya said, which is when you're going to use a shimmering metallic product, keep the rest of the skin minimal. She says, focus on keeping it glossy and fresh and let the shimmer do all the talking. So that's two makeup artists there that have told us to kind of like keep everything else minimal and just make one metallic impact on your face. So eyes or cheeks or lips. But again, I say you can do it all. Next, there is, I'm not going to focus on this too much because I have a fragrance special coming at the end of the show for you, but it's, yeah, it's called the Director's Cut and it's a selection of one, two, three, four, five, six fragrances from Diptyque to Guerlain to Jo Malone. So check that out for yourself. Obviously very kind of summer vibes when it comes to fragrance. So lighter, fresher fragrances. Next, we've got one of my favorite kind of products. It's all about lip oils. And this one was selected by one of my favorites, Twiggy Jella. I'm really trying to get her on the show. I've met her in person once. She is so stunning. Twiggy, if you're listening, I need to email you. And she has picked one, two, three, four, five, six different lip oils. The piece is called Glide On. The photography is by Leandro Farina love your work Leandro the colors are so gorgeous you have to see this so in there we've got Dior Lip Addict Glow Oil I've got one of those as well this one is Universal Clear I think I got the cherry one and there is again Hermes the Amerisistible 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 yeah it's literally that 
So the brand's name with Zistable. Infused care oil in beige sapotee. 50 pounds. The Dior one is 32. Um, that one's 50 pounds. Clarins Lip Comfort Oil in Apricot. I've heard huge things about this. This is definitely the lip oil that's all over TikTok. That's just 22. Then Gisu, which is obviously, not obviously, you might not know Gisu, but it's known as a hair brand that uses honey as its main ingredient. So they've come out with the honey infused lip oil, 24 pounds. There's Typologies Tinted Lip Oil in Coral Orange, which is 19 pounds. And the Fenty Skin Cherry Treat Conditioning and Strengthening Lip Oil. Would that not be Fenty Beauty? Am I being a bit of a geek there? I guess it's Fenty Skin. I think the packaging does look more like Fenty Skin. It's hard to tell, but that is also £19. So the Fenty and Typology are the cheapest of those ranges. And I only own one on this page. That would be the Dior one. And I do love that. It's like kind of thick and unctuous. It's almost like you're putting honey on your lips, actually. So I think that's officially the end of the beauty specific pages. But next is the story with Miley. Again, makeup by Pat McGrath. Just think intense, smoky eyes, nude, glossy lips. It's it's gorgeous. The hair's amazing as well. That's by Anna Cofone. And there's also a short article. I really wanted more from this. Um, it's called Exchanging Glances. And in the stand first, which is like the intro it says it's going to talk about the innovation and ingenuity of K-beauty and how it really changed the face of beauty worldwide, which I definitely think is correct. The article is by Fumi Feto, who has a beautiful book called Palette, by the way. And the photographs are by one of my favorites. He also directed the Kali Uchi song, I Wish You Roses, which I made a video about because it's so stunning. I'm talking about Choji Sok. So I just wanted to share this article with you because it definitely left me wanting more because it's good. It's just talking about the power and impact of K-beauty. And it even taught me something that I'm so excited to go and discover. It mentions this store called Sokolab. So S-O-K-O-L-L-A-B. And I know that's in London. And when I went to their Instagram, there's one in Birmingham, which is where I live. So I am definitely heading there this weekend. I cannot believe Birmingham has a K-beauty store. I'm always having to go to London, so I cannot wait to see what's there. But I just wanted to share a teeny bit of this article with you. The writer talking about the amount of K beauty stores that we now have in the UK. And for me, says it's a physical testament to one of the era's most game changing and enduring obsessions, K beauty. This phenomenon, which began trickling from South Korea to the West in the early 2010s, has influenced everything from the way brands, stalwarts, as well as indies, create products to how we structure our routines. Sheet masks, glass skin, double cleansing, BB creams, essences, cleansing oils, the 12-step beauty ritual, all birthed out of our K-beauty love affair. A decade on, our romance with it shows no signs of fatigue. And for me, spot on there. And she also brings in one of the OGs, Charlotte Cho, who has a brilliant book. I think it's called The Little Book of Skincare. She's a Korean-American esthetician, and she's the one who started the online marketplace Soko Glam. She is absolutely 
the per- one of the people that made K-Beauty go worldwide. And I actually wish there was more from Charlotte in here. For me, does include a couple of quotes from her where she talks about the textures and the formulations and the affordability of being able to make these products in Korea as the reason that it's influenced how Western skincare is formulated. Um, it says that she launched Soko Glam in 2012 as a way to share Korean beauty principles outside of Asia. And he just said it's, it's absolutely fundamentally disrupted the beauty space. But I would have loved to have seen more from Charlotte here because she is one of the founders. She is Korean-American. And then the article also mentions this book that I basically went and bought immediately. It's I'd seen it advertised, I think, in a recent magazine. It's a book by Francis Cha, and the book is called If I Had Your Face. It's It says here it's a novel that grapples with the extremities of beauty standards in modern-day Seoul and... I think it's really going to, I'm guessing it might get a little bit grim because it doesn't sound too dissimilar to a book I'm reading right now, um, a graphic novel that's also about the pressures to look good. And yeah, I think, I think I'm going to enjoy this book. I only started reading it last night. I think there are four central characters, all kind of inspired by beauty in different ways, but I'll leave it there because I, I don't have much else to tell you, but I'm already into it. I already love it. And that's just because I read about it in this Vogue Korean beauty piece. They do mention one of my favorites, Dr. Awoma Yukalege in here. She's quoted in there, as is Fiona Bay, who is an another author who has written a book called Make, Break, Remix, The Rise of K-Style. So I think it's a really good starter piece if you want to know more about K-beauty. So yeah, it's on page 166 of the June issue of Vogue. And that wraps up this beauty pages section for me. So next, I just wanted to briefly share my thoughts on the new video for Lana Del Rey's song with John Batiste. It's called Candy Necklace. And I'm not going to go on about it too much here because I have done a TikTok on it. What day is it? It should be out already. <laughs> I keep forgetting that I'm recording this episode early. So forgive me if it isn't out already, but it should be. So in that video, I talk about the the theme throughout is 1940s Hollywood. And the team just goes all out to ensure, to ensure it's as authentic to the 1940s as possible. That was mainly down to the stylist, Rachel Haas. She just made sure that every piece that she called in for not only Lana to wear, but everybody on set was just as authentic as possible. And the main reason I'm talking about it on the podcast is because I got to speak to the makeup artist in the DMs and she said yes to being on the show, by the way. Her name is Pamela or Pammy Cochran. And she's been working with Lana for years, like years, probably since Lana first started. And I recently watched, I think Lana did a gig in Brazil. Well, a gig, I say, a huge festival in Brazil. Um, the weekend just gone. I watched it yesterday and Pamela was there with her. So I was like, what an amazing job she has. Not only does she create iconic looks, because I think we can agree if you know Lana Del Rey, her look is very specific. 
She's very into that kind of young Priscilla Presley winged eyeliner. Her hair is often very 60s as well, kind of long waves with, with like a bouffant at the front. She's definitely got her own look. But for this video, she has four different looks. And that's why I contacted Pammy. I, I wanted to ask her, like, what did she have to do for these four looks to come to life? And she talked about how the research that she needs to that she had to do was based on four key character looks. She said they were Marilyn Monroe, Veronica Lake, Elizabeth Short who was also known as the Black Dahlia. And the final character would be Lana's own classic look. So just to explain quickly there, Marilyn Monroe, I think she needs no introduction. The Hollywood icon, iconic looks, the blonde hair, the beauty spot, the red lipstick. Veronica Lake, another Hollywood icon in the 40s. Then Elizabeth Shaw, who became known as the Black Dahlia, was a woman who was an aspiring actress and she was actually murdered and it was very brutal, I have to say. Um, she was murdered in Los Angeles in 1947 and she just became this kind of iconic figure known as the Black Dahlia. So much so that one of my favorite crime writers, James Elroy, wrote a book about her. And that's because he found some correlations between her story and his own story with his mum. I don't want to go too deep into it here because it's definitely a, quite a traumatic book. And I do know that Lana has already faced criticism for impersonating, I guess, or playing the role of, of Elizabeth Short in this video. Some people have said it's inconsiderate. I don't see it that way myself because she's actually putting Elizabeth out there as being a woman of importance to be mentioned. She's not focusing on the awful death that she suffered. She's focusing on this woman that probably wanted to be a Marilyn or a Veronica Lake. She wanted to be an actress. So I see it as Lana paying tribute. I go into more detail in the video about the Veronica Lake look because for me, Lana really looks like the Kim Bassinger character from LA Confidential. If you don't know that film and you love Hollywood, you need to watch it. And also LA Confidential was written by James Elroy. So there's a little tie in there if you want to be as kind of nerdy as me. So getting to the fourth look, Lana as we know her, that's what made me kind of wonder because much of this video is edited in black and white and then when we see Lana ostensibly Lana as she is today it comes to color so I asked Pammy if the fact that it was going to be edited in black and white affected the makeup looks because back in the day when they were making black and white movies much of the makeup would be shades of dark green and gray and black purely so they would stand out on screen Obviously, today we have digital imagery, digital filming, so it's very different. But I just wanted to know if the black and white option affected Pammy's choices. And she said, with most of it being edited in black and white, the eyeliner was the most obvious change. We still used various lip shades, so the makeup looks felt different. This helped Lana to get into the various characters she was playing. So obviously, Pammy didn't really have to worry about the lip colors there. And as she said, by having the different lip colors and the different liners, that's what helped Lana get into each of these characters. 
And I do say in the TikTok that I actually think even when we see Lana as herself, she's playing a character, she's playing a role. And I personally think the entire video is very much about performers in Hollywood or in society at large. They feel that that's all we want from them to perform a role constantly. Even if you bring it back to Beyonce, I did an episode on her going into hair care last week. I think people just want Beyonce to be Beyonce. They just want her to play one role. And when she moves out of that role and does something new, the amount of criticism is immense. But I'll wrap up the line a bit here. Definitely go check out the TikTok and hopefully that will tell you a lot more about the video. And as I said, I'm really looking forward to getting Pamela Cochran on the show. I just wanted to dedicate some time to the Byredo palette. It's... It's so gorgeous. You know, I'm often lucky enough to be gifted products from brands. And when you're gifted a palette, it makes a big difference because I am a beauty enthusiast as well as a writer. And so I do purchase a lot of products. And I purchased this Byredo Remembrance palette myself. But I'm going to be fully transparent here. I did get discount. The store that I bought it from a friend works there and I got discount. So we'll leave it at that. But I believe this palette retails for 93 pounds. I'm just opening it up here. And when I first got it, I didn't open it for about a week. And then I had to photograph it, of course. So I still didn't get to use it. And I haven't used every single color yet. I did first show it on a TikTok live and I only used like these warm peachy apricot tones. And the people in the chat were just like, oh my God, it's so pretty. It's just so soft. And I think the two key words for this palette are soft and shimmering. They are so buildable. And I think 18 shades is so good. Like, I won't lie. I was actually considering buying a Tom Ford quad for eyeshadow colors. (laughs) And I'm just going to check. I think it was like, 70 something pounds yeah for four shades (laughs) and I love Tom Ford okay love Tom Ford as a designer love Tom Ford as a makeup brand 70 pounds for four eyeshadows and in here I've got I'm terrible at maths oh gosh like well times that by four is 16 I've got 18 colors in this palette for 93 pounds like Four colors for 70 pounds, 18 colors for 93 pounds. What do you think? <laughs> and it's also the qualities there. By Rido, I've always trusted the brand when it comes to fragrance. Like my favorite is Mojave Ghost. And once we finally move into our new house, I want all of the toiletries to be Mojave Ghost. <laughs> I just love that fragrance so much. Um, I just think the brand is spot on when it comes to its own branding. It's very simple. I think it knows the power of its branding, the simplicity, and it's all about what's inside. So in the Remembrance palette, it hasn't got, they haven't, they've numbered the shades, but they haven't said what they are. So I can only describe it to you as being, I think it includes about three silvery shades. So two of them are a little bit deeper, one's more shimmery and light. Then there are at least six six or seven kind of more neutral neutral tones. So think peaches, browns, nudie browns. Then you've also got maybe one or two pale pink tones. There's a really pale shimmery pink. 
that is perfect for the inner eye corners. I just don't know if I will ever use every single shade as in use each of them up. I know I'm going to use every single shade from time to time, but will I ever thoroughly use up this palette? I'm not sure. Time will tell, but I just think this is the perfect palette for, for any skin tone because I feel that we've got the deep, deep tones that are great for anyone that's light to mid skin tones that wants to create depth and they'll also look stunning on darker skin tones, especially especially the shimmering burgundy color. We've got like a dark chocolatey tone. We've got like a mauvey pink tone. I just think this is a really good all-round palette. And I think if anyone were to say there's one thing missing, maybe one of the silvers could have been replaced with like a deep, deep, deep dark brown, almost black. But honestly, I just think this is one of the most beautiful palettes I've ever seen. And I still... I'm thinking about getting, what's the other one that I've been after? There was the first one that came out. And of course, that was created by Isamaya French. But she's no longer with the brand. So this time, this palette was created by Lucia Pica, who is the creative image and makeup partner. But I just want to find the other palette that I've been after forever. I can't find it on the website anymore. Also, it's £90, not £93. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name. I'm really upset. I really wanted this other palette because it's got the most beautiful greens and blues in it. Oh, that was it. It's the Kalahari palette. <gasps> it looks like you can't buy it anymore. Flora Kalahari, sorry. Yeah, it's like, maybe you can't buy it anymore. Oh, I'm really upset. <laughs> sorry I'm just like you're just hanging there while I'm, yeah on the Byredo site it says it's sold out oh my god I really wanted it for this one green shade I have to say several of the colors in the Flora Kalahari palette do look like many that are included in the Remembrance palette it's definitely got the shimmery pinks and peaches there oh gosh see this is why when you really want something you should just get it so but yeah, Byredo Remembrance Palette, £90 on byredo.com. You can find it at many other places. I absolutely love it. And yeah, any skin tone, you're going to love this. It's soft and buildable, so shimmery, beautiful. That's it. So the final segment for today's show is me sitting down with my friend Rachel. We went to see Beyonce together. And today we're just going to have a quick little chat about Rachel's top picks for perfume. Her full name is Rachel Todd. Her Instagram is RTMKUP. And we've been friends ever since she came on the show back in, gosh, let me try and find it. Definitely pandemic times. Yeah, February 2021. Rachel was on episode 65 and we were just talking about finding resilience during that time because right up until the pandemic, Rachel was a full-time makeup artist, like her own clients, working for herself. And obviously pandemic came and she couldn't even touch another human's face for what would be a long time. So I'll leave a link to that episode for you actually, because it's such a lovely episode. And yeah, I just wanted to invite Rachel back she has kind of recently started making these TikToks where she's got a very 
sultry, kind of caramelly, very British kind of posh voice. I'm sure she won't mind me saying that. And she's making these videos where she often talks about her favorite scents, her favorite beauty products. And I just thought, let me get her on to talk you through some summer fragrances. I feel that many people struggle with finding kind of a fragrance to switch to for the summer. Not that you can't wear your favorite fragrance all year round, but I do feel that, you know, the temperatures are warmer. Even your own body temperature can change the smell of your favorite perfume. So I wanted to share this segment here with Rachel. She's going to pick her favorite summer scents. And I'm going to also try and make her pick what fragrance does she think Beyonce wears? So Rachel, you are my personal perfume advisor, I feel. You yeah, love your perfume. I do. You always smell amazing. Thank you. But you don't really smell like anybody else. So and I know in your job, you get to play around with a lot of different perfumes. So I really wanted to know, first of all, why is it that, I don't know about you, but when the summer months come around, I just start thinking I, I need a new scent. I like, I want to switch things up. Why do you think that is? I think summer is happiness. Like everything about, I know some people don't like summer, but personally, the sunshine makes me feel great. Mm. And I feel like scent is creating a memory or a mood. And with summer, we want to create those good summer vibes, like good, feel good. Mm. You you want to feel good. You want to feel like energetic and excited, sunny, warm. Mm. And I feel like a scent is just like an extension of your mood and your personality. Mm. It's like your wardrobe. So you yeah. change your clothes in the winter, spring. Yeah, you don't keep big thick sweaters on and no. heavy denim and boots. You're, you want kind of lighter things and maybe more touchable things. So Absolutely. I think people tend to go into two camps. They either want to feel like fresh and elegant or they want to feel like sunscreen they want to be coconut mad mm. that's to me that's more that's sexy you. then i think there's the sexy sultry vibe and then there's the fresh and fruity cutesy yeah and I, i'm not i'm not fresh and fruity i mean i'm fresh i do smell fresh mm. but i'm not fresh and fruity and i don't feel you are definitions of fresh i think yes yeah so so for you it's nostalgia or make kind of like creating I think you said scent memories, and I really like that. Because mm. you do associate certain things with certain times, like certain smells. Yeah, because there's some fragrances I cannot even smell because it will transport me back to a really bad time or really? an eventful time or something. But then also it works the other way, and you think of how great you felt or, mm. you know, what a great time that was. Let's transport, let's transport me back to that time. Let's say someone comes to you and let's say they, they like their perfumes. They've got their regular perfumes and they feel, I need to switch it up. Mm. How would you help someone find their summer signature scent? I think that you don't actually have to change it too much. Okay. Because really, you, you, the scent is your kind of like identity. Mm-hmm. And unless you really want a change, but you can take the notes of like a winter fragrance and just 
and just change it up for summer. Mm-hmm. So, and you also want to think how you want to feel. Like, mm. do you want to feel fresh? Do you want to be in, in where you are? And is it day or night even? Yeah. yeah. And holiday, where are you? You want to know what the the vibe is and then you can pick accordingly. Or you can even work backwards and think, what do I want to feel like? Right. I think a lot of the time people wear perfumes because they're told to wear a certain type of perfume. Like in the summer, like people say, oh, you have to wear citrusy light mm. fragrances. I'm not a citrusy Mm-mm. person. I like lemon and bergamot and yeah, cake. However, <laughs> yeah, but in a, like a different fragrance that's got yeah. a complexity to it. Mm-mm. But like single note things, like so boring. Like, do you want to smell like lemon cologne? Mm-mm. No. You want to I smell hate that vetiver, the green one. Like that. Fre- I'm not into that fresh. Maybe maybe a shower gel, but like you said, how mm. do you want to feel? For me, it's like I like a fragrance that blends into my skin as well. It just feels like if I was to put sun cream on top of it, they kind of mm. work together, and it's just delicious. Like yeah. people want to people want to smell you more, and for me, fresh and isn't isn't that? It's more. The vanillas, but like more complex. But I like what you said about think about how you want to feel because then it kind of that could be a lot more exciting rather than going to what you already have and yeah. thinking, let me find something that's got similar, but maybe it's lighter. Mm. Instead, if you ask yourself how you want to feel, but tell me what are your favorite three fragrances right now? Let me consult the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's three very different ones. Okay. Because, yeah, there's three very different ones. I'll, t- I'll go for it. Yeah, but you're not always the same person, are no, you? No, You're not always true. in the same mood. Yeah. So that makes sense. The first one I bought because all the TikTok girlies were going for wild for it. And I don't generally jump on a wagon. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're just like... I'm going to do it. It's Kayali Yum Pistachio Gelato. Mm, It does smell good. So the notes are rum, whipped cream, pistachio. And it smells very sweet, very Mm -hmm. edible, but it's so good for layering. Right. So good for layering. And pistachio is like the note of the the year, I think, Mm. in in sense. Because I have another one, Dias and Durga Pistachio, which I adore, but couldn't be... They smell different, though. So different. Absolutely. You can't compare them. But the pistachio gelato, what was really cool about it, was although it's got all these really sweet, edible notes, it's also got... It smells like cold ice cream. And it's got, like, a coldness, which I think really lends itself well to, like, summer because it's, like, almost cologne-y. A little bit like a men's cologne. Right. But, like, sweet and... And it smells cold. It's got... I don't even know. There must be a scientific note because it... Wow. It smells cold. And I feel like it really makes you feel fresh. You know? Before you go on to the second one, I just want you to explain to people what you mean by it's really good for layering. Um... You mean with different fragrances, right? Yeah, or different fragrances. You can either layer body lotions, body oils. You can even start from the shower, like... I mean, as soon as you're in the shower, you can start building your scent layers. I love that. And then mixing two fragrances is so cool because it kind of 
you create a fragrance that no one else smells like. And you can exaggerate, like that's really, like really sweet whipped cream, marshmallow, mm-hmm. rum. And I feel like sometimes I'll layer it. I've got a men's fragrance. Mm-hmm. It's Amouage Epic Men. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I butchered the name. But um, <laughs> that is really woody, very masculine mm-hmm. and spicy. And then I, I just, one day I just thought, I'm going to try it with the pistachio because I'm kind of obsessed with like layering everything mm-hmm. with pistachio at the moment, seeing if it works. <laughs> and it works so well. So I feel like it's one of those ones that is not, I like it on its own, but it's better if you put it in yeah. something. And people shouldn't be scared to layer them. Like, it's no. treat as an experiment. Yeah, it's more fun. Definitely. Yeah, definitely more fun. And you can create, like, um, something that's got a bit of depth to it. So what's the second one? The second one. This is a, a Wilhelm fragrance. Do you know Wilhelm? No, I don't. I think they're a New York perfumer. You can only get it in Liberty in the UK, but there's, like, I think they're from, yeah, New York. But um, mm-hmm. it's called Stockholm 1978. Wow, that sounds like a whole vibe. Right? Yeah. So the notes in this one are lemon and almond, patchouli, moss, and black amber. Moss? Yeah. Moss is all wet and... Mm. Well, one of my favourite fragrances has got pine in it, like pine resin. And I feel like if you mix it with something, it Mm. kind of creates like a magical woodland creature kind of vibe. (gasps) So tell me about this Stockholm 1978 then. What's okay, that? this one is so weird. I only wear it when it's warm okay. because it is so powdery and sherbety. And it kind of is botanical. Like it's got a botanical vibe, but it's not like an Aesop hand wash yeah, right. kind of thing. It's so sherbety. It smells fizzy, I think, and really powdery. You should have got these ready, Rachel, because I could have oh, been like doing a little... I should. I mean, I yes, can get it out now. I've got it. Do you want to smell it? Okay, please. I've got a. I've actually got a new bottle of it. Oh, I've been in Liberty trying several of these. Yeah. Oh. I'll get the other one out as well. Hang on a minute. Where's the other one that I'm going to mention? Can I please spray this? Please. (gasps) This. This smells so good. I might have to. <laughs> but it's different, isn't it? It's like really clean and powdery and sherbet. It's so. Oh my god! It's like candy. Yeah. But with. Oh my gosh! I'm in love with it. And imagine it on a really hot day, like last oh year. London god. was like 200 degrees, and I wore this out, and it was so like you feel cool and very like. It's so fresh, Elegant. but it's not that boring fresh that I was alluding right? to earlier. It's so... It's the moss in it. It's got patchouli. Every time there's a fragrance that I like, it's got patchouli in it. It Every smells time. like palmer violets a little bit to me. It's got the vibe. I don't think it's... Vi- oh, if you think that's like palmer violets, the next one. It's going to blow your little mind. <laughs> I need to buy this. I need to buy this. I love the bottle. It's so <gasps> chic. It's like very 90s. Very old 20s, school. isn't yeah. it? very like great Gatsby kind of vibe I think and that yellow it kind of makes sense we're talking about fragrance and like you're sharing your favorites with me I'm like we need to do like smell vision don't we we really do like podcasts like scratch and sniff I think I might have to ask you to make a little tiktok of these three for me oh I will yeah I can do that 
Okay. Not the third Number one. Number three. So the, if you think that one was... This one's Veronique Goodbye. Pardon me? Veronique Goodbye. And it's called Lumière de Iris. So Iris. Yeah. But it's... It is... <gasps> oh my God. I'm going to just put a teeny bit of this here. Now, you know that old oh. money trend, that quiet luxury this, quiet luxury is in right now isn't is it this is old money this it's is like French smelling like Riviera. a bag of money oh my god this is French Riviera where are we now we oh my god I'm there. really rich I'm actually I think I'm in Monaco and I'm waiting for somebody to like fix me a bath and a drink whose yacht are we going on oh gosh Beyonce's Beyonce no, and Jane we've got we've got yachts ourselves that's oh, what oh shit yours what? yours yours. we're old money oh my god so this one's got iris violet but it's citrusy and powdery at the same time my god I can definitely smell the powder vibe as well it's so it's like so that Stockholm 1978 I'm like wow I love it mm. whereas this one is like in your face and I do love an in your face fragrance but it's it's in your face but that powder mm. but they're oh really God. light they're very like very European kind of vibe yeah they're very like they don't they're not um a really long last they're not beast right. perfume at all so so when you talk about long lasting what's long lasting for you is it more than five hours yeah, there's some perfumes that I've sprayed before mm. and on a, like, let's say, a coat. Yeah. And I can smell it weeks later. Yes. Yeah. But there'll be other ones. You'll put it on. And sometimes I wonder if I've got something wrong with my nose. And two hours later, I'm like, where's my, where's the perfume gone? I think there is, a, especially in summer, there's a scientific reason behind it because the molecules in evaporate. the scent evaporate quicker. Right. So your summer scent goes away faster. Mm. But I also think the summer scent is, like we were saying earlier about when you put your sun cream on or maybe if you put lotion on after the shower and it's like it just changes anyway and your body is warmer because I know yeah. your, bo- your body heat affects how perfume smells. That's yeah. why we all smell different, even if we're wearing the same perfume. So, wow, these two... Wow, and they also saying. have a booster as well. Like, what do you I mean? think they, they do these two boosters called Eau de, Eau de and, oh, I can't remember, Eau de Jour or something. And they're designed to, like, layer. But they're a layering scent. And So, so you wouldn't buy those on their own? You can. Right, okay. But they're designed yeah. to work with this. Yeah. And there's, maybe oh, I should get the boost. Level up. The booster that I've got is very woodsy, very almost musky woodsy. But... They're all very cool French. You know, like very like mm, mm. Luck, luxury yeah. French Riviera. You've got such good taste. I haven't smelled these two on you. We, you haven't, maybe we haven't hung out in the summer before. Right. Yeah, maybe we haven't. That one. That was my summer. I mean, look me at away. the bottle. It's like empty. Yeah. It's I'm gorgeous. obsessed. And like, look how chic the bottle is. I know, like, the bottle is good. Just describe it for the listeners. So it's like a a beautiful, like clear cube, mm-hmm. but it has gold edging and a really weighty gold top. And the cool thing about it is it's refillable as well. I love that. Yeah, refillable. So the top comes off so you can decant it and they actually do jewellery as well. It's 
so bougie so you can put it into a, a necklace and just hang out in your yacht having a like a oh lovely party with all your like old money friends <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so final question we just for some context we went to see beyonce last night and we didn't get close enough to smell her and <laughs> i wanted to know what rachel thought Beyonce smelled like. So I asked Rachel to have a think about what perfume she thinks Beyonce wears because if you look it up, you can't find anything. Yeah. So Rachel, tell us a bit more. I did about... lots of detective work. I obviously did my research. I found out that Beyonce is allergic to lots of perfumes. So when they were formulating her fragrance range, she does have a fragrance range, mm-hmm. um, it, they chemically altered it to ensure she didn't have an allergic reaction. Wow. I don't know what's... But do what, we know if she actually wore it? <laughs> I don't... I'm not sure. <laughs> Apparently, she wears Emporio Armani Diamonds Intense, which I feel like... Oh, my God. I used it, to wear that. <laughs> but then how old were you? Like, you know, like, you were... It was a different time. Yeah. I feel like it was a time when people wore oh fragrances because they were in. Yes. And your favourite, you know, invented it, supposedly. Yeah. So, so she's, I, she's a grown woman now. Yeah. So before I was doing any sort of research into what I was kind of thinking, what, what what perfume would she wear? And I have been obsessed with this perfume recently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's such a perfect fit for her. Mm-hmm. It's by a, a brand. I think they're Italian. They're really old school, incredibly bougie, called Zerjoff. Spell that for me. It's was it with X? an X. X-E-R-J-O-F-F. Mm-hmm. And it's called Lyra. I think it's got a longer name, but I think it goes by Lyra. Well, I-R-A. Yeah. And it's like a really sweet, it smells like a really sweet lemony cinnamon cake with like Mm. fluffy whipped vanilla cream on top. And you think Beyonce smells like that? I feel like, yeah, I feel like she's really sweet and like, I feel like she'd be really sweet, not floral at all. But you've got a reason for the lemon suggestion haven't you yeah but Didn't we, you read somebody said but i'd already thought about this perfume before i read so, about oh it oh my gosh so you'd already thought about this yeah and you thought beyonce smells caramelly lemony kind yeah. of vibes because i feel like she smells like money and and the zerge of fragrances smell <laughs> like money they're so they're beast mode although right. Lear is not i think it's understated i feel like she is money but not she's Dare we say it's quite luxury? She's like <laughs> quiet in your face. Yeah, luxury. exactly. <laughs> she's a whole different. Yeah, yeah. She's in her own. She's her own entity. Yeah. Um. But um. There was an interview with Winnie Harlow, the model, and she said because someone asked her what Beyonce smelled like. Because we'll obviously we want to know. <laughs> um. Apparently, she smells like cocoa butter and lemons, and I feel like. Mm. Yeah. Zerjoff Lyra is, it's not cocoa butter, but mm. it's got that sort of creamy mm. deliciousness about it. Wow. So mm. we think Beyonce smells delicious. Yeah. I feel like she's got a full regime, you know, a really luxurious... Oh, yeah, you think that Beyonce... But I was like, I don't think she can do this after being on stage for three hours, but you think Beyonce's regular thing is bathing in... Honey and milk. Oh, and yeah. She's got rose petal, coconut milk baths and like, yeah, definitely. Is she doing sc- and scrubs and yeah. oils and Absolutely. then the perfume is the final? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, she has got, I believe, hair care's coming out. We did do an episode last week, and apparently she owns a honey farm. Does she? Yes. 2021, she said she was building a honey farm and a hemp farm. So maybe we're going to see those ingredients and scents or kind of influence in the products and maybe maybe she would do a hair perfume actually that could uh, be nice there is a honey hair perfume is that, it gizu yeah yeah well yeah Beyonce but it doesn't really smell like pure honey but mm. yeah and she's got a song called honey hasn't she she does yeah yummy 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 and all yeah that, so. <laughs> right well that's it that's the end of this little fragrance segment with rachel thank you so much for inviting me i could talk perfume all day so well maybe we'll have you on again (laughs) for when we want to change to our winter scents oh yes i'm there already (laughs) thank you so that's it for rachel's summer scent essentials like i said you can check her out on instagram and tiktok on instagram it's rtmkup and you can also find rachel on tiktok at beauty bambina if you end up purchasing anything or if you already know some of the fragrances that rachel mentioned or if you've tried the byredo palette get in touch you can find me on instagram or twitter at beauty me podcast you can email me direct beauty me podcast at gmail.com and you can also find me over on tiktok don't forget to check out that lana video you'll find me there at sharice kenyon Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know that I did. And I've just realized this is episode 200. So thank you for anyone that stuck with me through this time. I've, I guess I should have made a bigger fuss about it at the beginning. I've literally just realized this is episode 200 of Beauty Me. And yeah, that's a, that's a real milestone, isn't it? I'm not going anywhere definitely lots more to come. I'm so grateful to everyone who has ever listened. And I guess as it's Beauty Me's birthday, you know, like if you want to give a little gift, just spend a few seconds on giving it a review. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify Podcasts. It really helps more people like you to find the podcast. I feel like beauty within podcasting is still quite niche. So if you love this show or you just love this episode, be sure to pass it on, share it with somebody else. I really value every listener, every review and things can only get better. So thank you for sticking with me. I'll see you next time.